Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill. Welcome to the Jennifer O'Neill Show. Uh, joining me today is my co-host, Debbie. Aloha, Debbie. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing wonderful. I started writing a new book, as we were talking about, and I'm having so much fun. I love it when I write books and I have fun. <laughs> The um, spiritual books that I write, I write a lot of them. I have like eight or nine of them out. Um, you know, I, I forget because I'm a writer. As I'm doing the, this, right now I'm writing a book on love, actually called The Book of Love. So I'm, I'm writing that, but I'm also doing a Universal Laws book. But it's just, it, it's they're easier. I don't, <laughs> spiritual books mm. are hard, hard to write. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I guess I didn't realize, uh, you know, when I channel, because I channel when I write my books, and channeling spiritual stuff is just really um, a lot on your body and a lot, you know, on your system, so I think I'm going to have to switch it up with some fun, um, informative other nonfiction stuff, so we're going to mm-hmm. be doing a bunch of books talking about love and just like couples, marriage, um, singles, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to switch those up in between my spiritual books just to make it to where I can recoup my energy a little bit. And you have a new website for all the listeners that were out there. We were gone for two weeks. I had some emails being like, where are you guys? <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It's like there's actually people watching us. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, thank you, whoever does that. But, yeah, they were they were um, missing us for two weeks. But we have been working on some other projects as far as I had opened a publishing company, and so I'm working with some authors, and, and I had some stuff that I had to do. And Debbie has a new website, right? Is that up and going mm-hmm. now? Well, yes. No, it's not fully there, but you can get the gist of it now. It's um, I just combined everything together that I'm doing in one page. Yeah. So it's Debbie Yeah, Debbie and that's on our thing. I'm jealous of that because I need to really get my stuff into one area, but instead I'm just writing books. So anyhow... <laughs> um, <laughs> This is sort of where the theme had come up, keep it simple, how to manage your stress. Yes. Um, you know, this is something that I find that everybody gets really overwhelmed in their life, whether they're um, husbands, wives, uh, mothers, parents, you know, entrepreneurs. You just get to a point in your life where if you're like me at all, and Debbie can attest to this, I'm like a workaholic and I just a little overdo everything, which is how I write books so fast. So one of the things that I have to be really careful of is when you begin to get taken over by life and you have kids to feed and you have a house to clean and you have a job to tend to, sometimes you get so busy and you have so many thoughts going on in your head that you forget to keep it simple and you just spin your wheels. And mm-hmm. you start doing, you, you just spin your wheels over and over again and you start really feeling nonproductive. And where you may have done 10 or 15 things that night when you get home, 
you feel like you've got nothing accomplished because of the few of the things that you really wanted to get accomplished sort of slipped through the cracks because you got pulled here and pulled there. This is really a problem. If anybody's out there who's listening, there's a lot of people, and I'm actually pushing a lot of people to do this in, in this new consciousness era, is a lot of people are now opening their own businesses. They're becoming self-employed. They are starting to venture out and do massage or um, life consulting or art, you know, many different things, they're, but they're becoming self-employed. And so what happens is you get bogged down by many details of what everybody else is doing, whether it be self-employment or whether it be parent-related. You start thinking, I need to do what they're doing. You know, I, 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 that they, they're doing what works, and so what's working for them, I should do. And then you see somebody else doing something different and it's working for them too. So you're like, well, maybe I should implement that plan into plan A and plan B and, and make it plan C, and then I'll do all of these things. Well, the thing is that you keep adding more stuff to your list. And the next thing that you know, you're just basically spinning circles. So... You, you become very stressed out. You become very overloaded. I mean, life just becomes to where you feel like you're treading water. And so this actually happens to me in business every once in a while. I get to I do a lot of things. I am a wife and a mother. Um, and although my kids are fairly grown, so I'm not like the rest of you guys who may have little children, because I have a little brother who comes over and he's like four or three three or four, and I'll tell you what, you guys got your hands full. Um, but anyways, I do that, but I also work. So I do a radio show, I do a blog post, I do where I'm writing, and I do all these things. And sometimes I want to do everything so well that I find that I cannot even enjoy my time off. I feel like I don't have ever any time off. And I think for women that's pretty common because on the weekends, you still have to take care of your kids and the laundry and do all these different things, but you're expected to enjoy yourself because you don't have to technically go to work that day or your husband doesn't technically go to work, so you're supposed to be having family time. And I will constantly find myself, if, I, if I'm not careful, getting to a point where I can't even enjoy having a conversation across the table because I'm thinking about the dishes that I didn't do or the laundry I don't want to forget to throw in or my book that I need to get edited, or, you know, you know do you find yourself doing that ever, Deb? Uh, never. No. <laughs> yes, all the time. Well, maybe day. you should be running this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You're so right. I mean, we are mothers. We do own our own businesses, and so many women do, and there's just so much to do that we forget these simple tips that I know that you are going to share with us because we get so caught up in our everyday. And then, you know, we just, uh, life gets away from us sometimes. We need to remember to step back and, and apply these, these tips. And whatever, I mean, it would be great to hear what other people do too as far as, you know, de-stressing. Yeah, definitely. And, if you're out there and you want to share with us, definitely call in. Um, our number is 760-283-0832. We'd like to hear your stories. So what's happened recently with me, because I've gotten so incredibly busy, is I got so stressed out to the point, what happens is I start realizing that my focus is being shifted to areas of my life that are not being proactive, I guess I want to say, or they're not moving my business or my life forward in a way, in a quality way. So when my focus becomes majorly shifted to that, 
um, I, I start getting very stressed. So I, I, may, I use a list of my own of things that I do to keep it simple. And once I start getting overwhelmed, I swear to God, I'm going to get a bunch of Post-it notes and put keep it simple everywhere in my house just to remind myself. <laughs> because once I start, even just those words, keep it simple, when I start remembering that, I let all the crap go and I take care of the priority stuff. And I can feel myself relax and things start falling into place. But I have to get to overload before I can keep it simple. I wish I would not do that, but, you know, someday. Someday I'll get there. Anyway, so one of the first things I do, ask myself when I'm trying to keep it simple and I'm trying to get back into a simple mode, is am I doing what I love to do or am I stressing out over the details? Actually, those are two things. Um, So we'll start with the first one. Am I doing what I love to do? Basically, that's a really a pretty easy one. And I don't necessarily mean for everybody out there who's working or living, hating their job, but they have to pay the light bill. Um, you know, if you're, doing, if you're not doing what you love to do, but you must have this job that you hate doing to pay the light bill, it's okay for now, but start looking for a solution or a way out. Start looking for other jobs or start, you know, trying to figure out what you might love to do. If you could do anything in the world and you could get paid for it, what would it be? That's how I start my clients out when I'm trying to get them to, because everybody goes, yeah, I don't know. And there's no jobs here. And there's there's nothing, you know, that I can that I can do that I can get paid for. You don't know that. You just You just haven't thought about it. People just don't know themselves very well sometimes. So if you're not doing what you love to do at work, you need to start making a plan B. You need to start figuring out how to get out of there. Let's just say that you're two years from retirement and you need to stay in that particular job for two years to get to the benefits, which then would be silly if you spent like 18 years working there. You want to finish up two years so you can reap the rewards of what you needed to do. Uh, then this, am I doing what I love to do, needs to apply in all of your downtime. It needs to apply after you get home from work. It needs to apply on the weekends. It needs to apply in free time in your life when you're not doing the 9-to-5 job. If you are self-employed, am I doing what I love to do? You really need, need to figure that out because the thing is, If you're not doing what you love to do, at least part of your waking time, it's going to affect your money flow. It's going to affect all these different things in your life that you don't even really think about, especially if you're self-employed. If you're self-employed and not doing what you love to do, that's a huge problem. That will most definitely affect your business, and I think a lot of people open businesses or small businesses because they open them thinking that that business will make them money and they have a skill set to do so. They don't open them with the basis of, I don't care if it makes me money, I love doing this. So I will live in a you know, studio apartment or whatever just because I love to get up and do what I'm doing every day. The amount of people that do that is, is a lot slimmer. And so you really need to shift your thoughts on your weekends, on your after dinner time, on your if you're self-employed, and really decide, am I doing what I love to do? If not, you need to make a change. It's really, really important. I can give you an example of this. I 
decided to open a publishing company. And I didn't just do this because I am now a workaholic book crazy person, but I did it because when I started writing my books, what happened was I loved it so much that things just started falling into place. Things started working for me, and my books started doing well, and they started selling, and thank God they they started working in a way that is actually, um, that's all I would really need to do right now if I didn't want to do readings anymore. And so all these really neat things started happening. Well, people started coming to me and going, can you help me with my book? Can you help me? And I started being telling them, I, I don't have time to help you. I'm writing my own books, but I'll certainly tell you what I've learned. Well, they were fine with that, but a lot of those people, it's so much information of how, what I learned, how to rank these books, that people didn't want to take the time to do that or felt like that they may not be successful at it. So they would be like, oh, you know, I can't do that. Can you please please help me publish my book? And I'm like, oh, geez, I don't have time to do that because I'm still writing my book. Well, long story short, I ended up opening. I finally, I was like, why not? Why not open a publishing company and help people publish their books? So I became a publisher. And when I became a publisher, again, there are parts about doing books I absolutely love. I love to write, and I love to be – my background is art, so I love designing covers. And I don't design them myself, but working with someone to design them. What I hate doing, what I really, really, really don't love doing and didn't love when I was in school – I really don't like editing, and I really don't like doing anything like with the English part where you're having to get into technical writing. And for some reason, I just kind of overlooked this fact for a minute. I mean, you know, with my own work, I hire editors. I have them do it. I have to. I have to have another set of eyes. Can I edit somebody's work? Yes. Do I like doing it? Oh, geez. I found out I absolutely don't love doing it. So... One of our first projects, I had a person, um, I was actually getting ready to get this book to to publish, and I started editing the book, and it took me 24 hours of my life that I will never get back. When I realized I was only on Chapter 8, and I hated it, every, every sentence that I couldn't believe I was checking for punctuation and all the stuff that I didn't love doing, I thought this is absolutely ridiculous. And the bad thing for me in particular and what I want people to realize is don't spend time doing things, especially if you're self-employed, that you hate doing and that you can do with some of these other things that I'm going to talk about in a minute. You just don't do it. There's, it affects your energy. It brings your, it brings your vibration down. It affects your energy. When you affect your energy and brings your vibration down, it makes you in a crappy mood. It changes everything vibrationally around you. And what happens is it affects your money flow. It affects everything, your, your relationships, everything around you. And so it's really imperative that you recognize when you get into a rut. Thank goodness. That only took me 24 hours to figure out recently. But thank goodness that I didn't uh, pursue doing that. Because what would have happened is I would have just really gotten where I hated doing a publishing company. So I hired somebody else to do it within the next 48 hours. And I will talk about that in a minute because I realized that was not my strong point. You know, Richard Branson talks about that. Um, and the Timothy Hearst, and I talk about this book all the time, but the 4-Hour Workweek, he talks about that. You just you don't spend time on that stuff that you're not 
you know, extremely talented. And truthfully, I'm not a talented editor. If I was, that'd be something different I'd be doing for a living. I'm a great writer, and I'm good at other things, but editing, not my forte. So the next thing is, are you stressing out over the details? You know, once you start to micromanage your business or your life, you need to take a break. You really, really need to take a break. Once you start micromanaging things, your stress level is going to hit Mach 180 and like 0 to 60. I mean, I don't, it's just going to hit the roof. You, there's, there's no reason to micromanage. There's just no reason to do it. The only reason to do it is, is when you're just struggling for control and you expect a certain outcome. There are so many bad things about that, I cannot even tell you. When you're struggling for control, when you're trying to micromanage a certain outcome, you're working against the universal laws, it is not good. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. You don't get any further where you need to be. You just may, you prolong um, you prolong any proactive moving forward. It, it's just like you put your own blocks up around yourself. Don't micromanage your life. Don't micromanage your business. You you trust that people in your life can handle what what it is that you need them to do. You you let a little bit of control go and and just decide you know I'm going to trust these people with you know helping me fold the laundry or pick up so and so or do whatever that you need them to do. And and, and if they fail or mess up, oh well, the, 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 your whole world's not going to come crashing down. You figure it out and move forward. You maybe teach them how to do something better. You spread out and delegate a little bit. When it comes to your business, do not micromanage your people that you have under you. Do, do, don't do it. It's, it's the most non-productive, ridiculous way of owning a business ever. You have people under you that you that you breed confidence in and that you train them in a certain way and that you allow them to blossom into who they can be. So people don't, when you micromanage, you don't allow people to blossom around you. What you do is you kind of stomp them into the ground a little bit. You take, you strip their confidence away. You, you, you make them feel like that they can't do anything. You make them feel like what they're doing is wrong or never going to be right, and they give up. They don't want to try. So you stop, stop stressing out over the little details. Stop trying to micromanage everything in your life that doesn't work very well. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, I was just thinking I, that probably hits a nerve with a lot of people, uh, especially a lot of women who uh, have the mentality of, you know, well, if it's going to get done quick and, and fast and right, I'll just do it myself. Um, right. Mostly for, like, home things. I mean, even business probably as well. But, um, right. I, I, I know people, people who... Go ahead. It, it, it's hard, it's hard to um, surrender to the control of, you know, micromanaging when you're yeah, it's, it's breaking that pattern actually it's breaking a pattern it's just it's always been that way right it is hard it's, and, it's not easy and and it's something but it will cause you more problems you know mm-hmm. than you even realize right and mm-hmm. we have a caller on the air too which we're going to go ahead and take um area code 913 hi ladies how are you doing tonight Good. How are you? Good. Good. I just was sitting here going, yes, yes. I, you're just <laughs> so right on the money, and That's so awesome. many of these things I've had to learn the hard way. Um, 
you know, you were talking about, for example, you know, how much you hated doing the editing, the technical editing of your writing. And I'm in grad school, and, you know, I've got papers doing stuff like that. And one of the things that I just hate spending time on is that formatting, you know. Mm-hmm. And the professors are very particular. Oh, it has to be in this particular, you know, APA format. I'm interested in the content. You know, I'm not interested in messing around for hours with running heads and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it finally dawned on me, get somebody to do that for you. Yes. Because think about it. Think about, this is a good example. If you hired somebody to do the formatting aspect, all of those hours that you wasted on doing, um, trying to format it yourself could have been into making that content better or even getting it done quicker in a way because you put all your heart and soul into it and it was done perfectly to your standards to where you even had some free time or you could put it into another project. For me, for instance, I knew for a fact in that 24 hours I had had wasted doing something I hated doing. Not only had it brought my vibration down and made me very irritable, but it also was three chapters of a book I could have written myself um, of my own book. Excellent point. Yes, that's where, you know, you forget because truthfully as women who are trying to make a living doing what they're doing, I'm trying to make a living just like everybody else, writing my own books is actually where I make my money. So, um, and plus I enjoy doing it. But if we're going to talk money or being productive in life, that is where where my income flows from. So now I've taken away to something I could have paid somebody $190 to do and had it done and off my plate to where I just, you know, could have written three chapters. And had I edited the whole book, I only got to chapter eight, I probably could have had my own whole book written by that time. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know, these, this seems to be, it seems to be such a simple thing, and yet, you know, I, it's funny, I, I don't hesitate to hire somebody to help me with my yard work or weeding or, you know, things like that. I don't know why this took me so long to figure out. <laughs> like, right, right. It's, it's amazing. It's just a thought pattern that we have that we're sort, we sort of train ourselves to think that we have to force ourselves to do all these adult responsible things, you know. And so right. we think that we have to handle everything. And I think as women, we really train ourselves to handle everything. Like we really are the, the, the person that does so many things and keeps our household running and makes decisions and pays bills and, does the child rearing. We do so much stuff that it naturally just is like, yeah, I'll do that too. And so we forget. I had a I had a colleague that was actually um, trying to write a book for like six months. And and um, she said, uh, well, I keep getting hung up on one part. I'm like, what is it? She said, the book cover. And I said, why are you, what are you doing? Why are you, this is money that you could be bringing in. And she seriously needs to bring the income in. And I said, so why don't you contact some people and trade? Trade. You can trade for the formatting for your stuff to help somebody develop their own stuff with copy editing, you know, what you're doing. You, you could, and she, I said, why don't you trade somebody um, some consulting work for your, she also does computer work, or computer work for a book cover. And she's like, I never even thought of it. So, you, you know, then you're spending your time doing something that useful that's not making you angry, right? So... Right, exactly. And, you know, 
another you made such an excellent point about doing what you love and when you're in a position where you know and I'll just use this as an example you know there are a lot of things in school that you have to take and do that you may not love um right. it's important to have those pockets of things that make it less onerous on yourself right you know any right. way and that you possibly it's can really, it's all really about balance you you really are bringing up a good point there because everybody's not going to be able to do what they love doing all the time. And that's why I said if you're in a job where you're two years away from retirement, et cetera, and you have to keep doing that, but you're not loving it, you have to balance it in your off time with something you love. There has right. to be some give and take to where your heart feels fulfilled and that you're getting some joy out of life at some point in time. So there just has to be a balance of some sort. On the flip side, what I do is I use those times <laughs> – this makes me laugh when I think about this. Debbie knows exactly what I'm talking about. I hated the editing so much that I was like, oh, my God, I love writing more than I ever loved writing before. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. It just made me realize to a whole new level how much I loved writing so much more than I ever did before I started editing this book. So it's hilarious how much it can bring to light when you do something you don't like, all True. the things you do like. So that's Absolutely. how I use it. I get frustrated for a minute. I realize what's happening, but then I use this as a bouncing board to so appreciate the things that I really enjoy doing. Right. But thank Absolutely. you for following. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate and yeah. enjoy both of you so much. Thanks for all thank the insight. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk soon. Have a good night. Aloha. Thank you. Me Aloha. Too. Thank Bye. you. Bye. So, yeah, it, it, don't stress over the details. But, and and that's another, which brings me to actually the next one. She brings me to another good point, which is can I hire someone else to do this? Um, uh-huh. That's another thing I always ask myself when I start getting really frustrated. When I, um, One of the things working from home as a mother and all of that, one of the things that is, is hard for me, and Debbie, you may have this too. You'll have to weigh in on this. I don't really know. But um, well, I guess we haven't really talked about this, but, I work from home from, like, I start my day around 7 o'clock, and I end it around 3-ish, and I and I do work that whole entire time. I'm very focused, but what thing, one of the things that frustrates me when I start getting on a roll is I have to stop in at the 3 o'clock and then clean the house. And that's my routine. That's my own routine. My husband's not an ogre, but I like it to be, you know, kind of clean when he gets home. And so when I'm really working or really working on a project, a book, or whatever, it gets to a point where if, if I can start feeling to where cleaning my house is not relaxing because sometimes I work so much it is relaxing, as weird as that sounds, like last week. But um, if it gets to where I'm, I'm just irritated the whole time, I'm sweeping and thinking, why is this dog shedding so much? Or I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe my husband left this class in this place. Like, <laughs> you know, when I start with stuff like that and I can feel my my myself going, I can't believe I'm the only one that does the laundry like stuff like that, I I stop myself and go, can I hire this done? Like, I, can, I, can I bring somebody in to do this? Uh, and so one of the things that I did with the editing is I hired somebody to do it. Um, I was telling somebody that asked me about that, I wouldn't have cared if I had to have a rummage sale or whatever, I would have found that $190 to pay the editor somewhere. I would have sold something <laughs> on eBay. If I didn't have it, it would have been found, I swear to God. 
Um, so, and even with cleaning the house, I've considered when I get really busy to have somebody come in and it, it, this one woman that I know charged $20 an hour and I'm thinking one hour, one hour just doing the floors. One of the things that I hate to do once a week, pay her 20 bucks. Are you kidding? The other thing is, um, which we were just talking about with a woman on the phone, if you can't hire somebody, if you don't have the money, trade it. Trade it to be done. Do you ever find that you get overwhelmed? Like, cause I know that you work out of your home. Um, do you mm-hmm. ever find that you get overwhelmed with, like, housework? Or does your house just stay pretty clean? Because I have a German Shepherd and she lives <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, no, no. And I'm going to out myself here. When, for me, I'm super creative and I get stuck in the studio and literally hours will fly by. And I realize, oh, my gosh, you know, everybody's going to be home. People are going to be hungry. Yeah, you know, we have animals. We have the house to do as well. And it's very, very frustrating because then I'm so submerged in what I'm doing that I, you know, forget I have all these domestic things as well. And what you say about either hiring someone or delegating, um, mm-hmm. when it comes, to, for me, when it comes to uh, to cooking and, and that whole, you know, that takes, what, an hour to two hours possibly right. for the whole cooking right. and dinner. I am not a good cook <laughs> at all. We get by, but you know what I forget is that my husband is. He's a very creative cook, and he, as far as like barbecue goes and such, and I forget that. And he, he was, you know, he loves to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, on days where I get so wound up and, you know, in the studio and then forget about You better not and say who your husband is because people will be like, hey, <laughs> you're cute. <laughs> I really want yeah. to cook. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would not admit it. We'll save barbecue for manly purposes. <laughs> no, but he is. He's a good cook. He's a good cook. And, you know, especially in the summer months, you know, I just make sure we have food to barbecue and and that's it as far as the domestic goes. And as far as business goes, um, yeah, we absolutely trade works so well. Trade works so well. well. Yeah, and, and that that works really – I have to chime in on the cooking part. What I notice is my um, – Children have got older, older, and but they live in a separate part of the house. Um, my my oldest daughter and her fiance. But what we started doing amongst our own little unit is we trade cooking. So um, we will actually, or we'll split the cooking so that one person does like the meat or the steaks on the grill, and the other person will do like the salads and stuff. And so it divides up the task, so it's not as hard. Or we'll trade. You'd cook this night, and we'll cook for you guys this night. Oh, you know? that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that has been so cool. Like when you start trading with people on cooking, it's awesome, especially if there's only a couple of you. Because like for it's just me and my husband now, and then my um, brother who who also lives in part of the house. But um, you know, once your kids start moving out, there's not a ton of us, so we just trade. We trade cooking nights, and it mm-hmm. it works out tremendously. And that's kind of along the lines of dividing, but yeah, it's it's can you hire yeah. a whole trade or or you know mm-hmm. whatever someone to do this? I just it's amazing how we get in that rut though, just of feeling like we have to do it all. And the interesting thing is, 
don't think that you have to do it all. I, I guess sometimes I, I know that women get in a mindset to where their husbands, especially if they're a stay-at-home mom, that they feel like they do have to do it all because their husbands are working or vice versa. Husband stays home, wife mm-hmm. is working. And so they do feel like they have to do it all. The thing that you need to remember, it, it's such an incredibly hard job to stay home and tend to the house and, and, and with the kids and all of that. It's so incredibly hard that sometimes you still need a break or help. That doesn't of mean course. that you, you had a break because you were in the home. Like that exactly. doesn't make sense. You did the same. That is a huge thing. job in itself. Yeah, it is huge, and it, it and don't let you know. Don't let family members or husbands or spouses, wives, whatever, bully you into thinking um, that they don't want to pitch in. It's or that they you know shouldn't have to. I have to tell you this story. I, I, I laugh so hard every time I think about it. It it just cracks me up. I have this friend, love her, love her. She's one of my favorite friends. But one day, her and her husband do a back-and-forth thing because she's at home. And uh, he goes, he leaves to work. And, and men and women, they get cranky if you ask them to do stuff. My husband is no saint. Sometimes he's in a great mood. Sometimes she's like, oh, great, i got to do this, you know. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> do it anyways because I ask you to. So um, one day she comes to um, a place that we were working together, and she says to me, uh, she she's gotten really upset. She asked her husband to take out the garbage. And he said, I can't believe I have to take out the garbage, something along these lines. And he was just like, I have to do everything around here. He got really upset and, huffed and walked, stormed off, right? And she said, so I showed him. And I'm like, geez, what did you do, you know? And she goes, well, I took out the garbage. I just... I mean, I'm still, like, when I tell this story, I'm like, what? What What are you saying? Well, I showed him that he didn't do everything around the house. I took out the garbage. I'm like, do you, do you hear yourself talking right now? Like, are are you serious? <laughs> what? That doesn't even, and, and it cracks me up so bad. I just, you know, sometimes we do get cranky if, I, you know, if my husband asks me to do something, I ask him. It just happens every once in a while. You have a bad day, whatever. But God's sakes, don't show them and do it yourself anyways or don't ask them in the first place. <laughs> yeah, right? My husband, if my husband were to say, like, I would, I do everything around here, I would look at him and say, really? Okay, well, too bad for you. Take out the garbage anyways. Like, I don't know what to do. But anyways, yeah, you, you have it rough, honey. You know, so um, that was pretty interesting. But anyways, so one of the other things that you want to know when you're trying to keep it simple is where's my focus? Um, That's something that I start really paying attention to. What is your focus in life or what's your focus at your job? Um, You know, for me, the things that I have to try to remember to keep it simple a lot of times is not my home environment. It's my work. So um, as I'm, and I'm using me for example so that you guys can get an idea of what I'm talking about here. Um, for me, I'm, I'm really growing my business and I'm building it um, for two reasons. One is because I love interacting with people. I love to teach. I'm, I'm getting so many amazing emails back from people who have read my books and done all this stuff that I just feel like I want to help everybody live a you know, mm-hmm. better life. And so my... Um, but on the flip side of being, me being able to do that, so now I've covered I do love what I'm doing, right? 
I'm trying not to stress over the details when I'm hiring out things done like the editing. Uh, but I also need to be able to bring in an income to do this because I do have to pay the light bill in, and you know as well as I do, it is not cheap to live in Hawaii. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. So um, I, 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 my confidence feels better. I feel better when I'm pulling my weight financially. For me, that's huge. I, I feel um, when when my book started really doing well, it it, it had been. Um, it's just a nice feeling to know that you don't really have to depend on your husband or your spouse to for an income. And so I very much enjoy that. So for me, it's, that's important. So what I do is I check myself, where's my focus? And my focus is, is this going to be um, income producing and effective and helping others? Or is this non-income producing and effective? you know, and, and not helping others or, or whatever. And so I have two groups that I group it into. And so um, I do a lot of pro bono work, even the radio show and the blog and stuff like that, and I love doing that. So that I do anyway. That's important to me. So if my focus is there, great. But then when it comes to other things, like where I was doing the editing, that was not going to bring me in any money. Uh, that was not going to help me move the publishing company forward. That was not going to – somebody else could do that. When it comes to writing my own books, um, yes, if it's working and it's flowing, yes, it's moving that forward. If I get on a book that's not working and not flowing, which does happen, no, I have to table it. I have to move it to the side and decide this is not working. Um, I, I have to stop what I'm doing and just and, and move forward in, in another direction. It, social networking, oh, geez. That is a huge, <laughs> huge, huge one. When it comes to business and pleasure, uh, social networking is something that I feel is really productive in some ways, but very non-productive in a lot of others. And the reason is because you get very sucked in quickly to Twitter and Facebook, and mm-hmm. then people start getting something from that where they're connecting socially and seeing all these pictures, and then they don't want to retreat off into their own lives because then it doesn't make them feel as good as, as what they're doing on social networking. So how is that working for you? You know, is your focus at home? How's your focus in, in the workplace? How's your focus as far as social networking going? I know a lot of people, man, I know a lot of people that could really be producing um, something different with their life if they just could remove themselves from it a little bit. And when it comes to business, a lot of people say social networking will take your business to the next level. Is that true? In some regards, it can be. In others, no. Uh, there's a lot of people, successful writers and different people out there who do very well without social networking. So I think that it's more about if you're loving what you're doing and if you keep moving forward with that than it is about I'm everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, etc. And so when I'm writing, um, a couple of different things that people don't know about me because they see me on Twitter and they see me on Facebook, I'm hardly ever on there. I, I'm never, for anybody who's on business, throughout social, one of the best things you'll ever have. Uh, I have people come to me all the time, even my, even my own family. Did you see so-and-so did this on Facebook or so-and-so's birthday? And I'm like, no. So I've made a rule that they have to tell me when it's somebody's important birthday, like, I don't know, my, you know, auntie or uncle or something, because because I don't know, because I'm never on there. And they'll say, well, you were on there sometime today. And I'm like, how many times have I mentioned this? I, I post everything in Sprout Social. I don't even have to go on to Facebook 
and it posts everything for me ahead of time. It does the same thing with Twitter. I check it probably once a day, and that's it. That's it because I don't want to be sucked in, and I want to spend my time doing other things. I want to spend my time at the beach if I'm off, right, not writing, and if, and if I'm not at the beach and, and I'm working, then I want to spend my time producing that next book or doing this radio show or doing all of these other things. Do you um, have, have you found that uh, trouble with your focus or with that? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I get distracted very easily. <laughs> And especially, like, for me, um, I do do a lot of social media. And I have backed off a little bit um, because it, it can suck you in because there's so many wonderful things out there. And, yes. you know, when you have your different friends on Facebook or your different colleagues and such, like, mine is a, is a, is a huge, wonderful mix of people and who are posting, you know, great stories or or photos or something, and I find myself getting distracted, and then I find my wind up at some website, you know, learning <laughs> something new. So, so then what? What I have heard, uh, and I heard this recently, is um, I forgot where I heard this, but somebody said to set an alarm if you are working on a project and you have trouble staying focused. Set an alarm on your phone or or an alarm on your desk, like for every hour, every two hours. Mm-hmm. So when that alarm pings, you're going to go, oh, where's my focus? What am I mm-hmm. working on right now? What should I be working on right now? That really, really helps. And it kind of retrains your mind. Like, or, or that's one tip. But another tip is allow yourself 10 minutes online. Allow yourself 10 minutes on Facebook. You know, it's, but it, it's to do your, you know, your your social aspect of it. For business wise, right. it's completely different. But for your social no, aspect no, of I it, think, in interaction. Yeah, no, I think that people should not be off there completely, and I'm not off there completely. I actually interact with people on Facebook and on Twitter, but um, I don't do it throughout the day the way that it looks like I do because I I do my stuff on Sprout Social. However. And I thought that the, the timer thing is a really good thing, but what I do specifically, because I do the same thing you do, but it tends to be through email, for some reason, I get so many emails, and it's just insane how many emails I get. So for some reason, one email will turn into turning into somewhere else, and I end up at a website, and then I have to answer people back that um, I wasn't really planning on doing right at that time, and, and I get very distracted. And so what I learned not to do, actually, is what I try to do is at the end of the day, I try to schedule my social networking for the next day. At the end of the day, that's also when I answer people usually. Mm-hmm. And I will no longer answer my email or look at my email until about noon. So when I get up for the next morning, one of the ways that I'm very productive in my life, and I have people ask me this all the time, how in the world are you writing so many books? How are you getting this done? How are you getting that done? What I do is, and actually I've learned that somewhere in that um, four-hour work week sometime, but what I do is that when I get up and get ready for my day, the first thing I do is whatever it is that my focus is. So if it would have been cleaning the house, then that's what I would do. Um, for me, it's writing and um, producing books at the moment. So I get up, I write, 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 and I do it until lunchtime, and then at a lunchtime or 11 or whatever, depending on you know when I eat, that's when I will check emails. And that's when I will check for Facebook messages. Then I will answer back anybody that I need to on email and such, and then I will do some other things I need to do for the day. 
And then if it, if I can write more, I'll write more. Otherwise, I'll do the other things I need to do for the day. And then at the end of the day, I do Twitter. Then I set up everything for the next day, and I start over. But for if I don't do it that way, I can go – I've tried it the other way, and it does not work for me. If I get up and I look at my email first thing in the morning, I'll tell you what, I will get nothing done for hours, and the next thing you know, it's lunchtime, and then I don't like to write in the afternoon. So it's mm-hmm. just, it really, I get nothing done. I literally feel like I'm treading water and nothing is happening. So I train myself to check my social networking and my emails at very specific times. What I do do sometimes is I will scan my emails very quickly to see if there's anything of importance, and usually there's nothing that I cannot wait till noon. You know, uh, another tip on the emails is um, you can't, a lot of people have smartphones these days and mm-hmm. you have, they have it pinged to when you do get an email. So it's almost like you're a slave to that ping, like, oh, I want oh, yeah, an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're constantly checking. So I know that some people actually do not receive emails on their phones, only on their desktop or their laptop, whatever, the, whatever they're my, using. I get it on my phone. But I do I do too, but I I turned off the sound. Yeah, yeah I, I turned it off. Mm-hmm. So that is something. That so, helps to stay you know, focused. Make sure that you understand where your focus is and realize that most of us have ADHD right now. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> you can get me and Debbie, we both self, self-proclaimed, no, we have it. So what you do is you manage it. <laughs> I mean, yep. I know I have yep. it too. That's why yeah. I set limits and times on certain things of the day. The other thing is I'm very productive in the morning. Know when you're productive. Because I'm so productive in the morning, that's when I want to do all my writing. By the time afternoon comes around, I'm getting a little skittish, and I don't want to sit at the computer all the time. So that is a good time to do social networking and emails and things of that nature. So that's what I do as far as that goes. Okay. So the, another thing is, if it's, and this is what I was talking about with that one book that I had started, if it's not working, stop doing it. Just stop doing it. I, I, so many people try to force themselves through projects, through relationships, through whatever it is that they're doing that's not working, and they just they feel like somehow if they just force themselves through this, it's it's going to just be different somehow. Um, I'm I'm no different than anybody else. Again, I I did that recently with a book that I've started writing three different times, but I've put it to the side again because it's not working right now. It's not working. I put it to the side. Yeah. I started writing a different book um, that I love doing. The flow came back. If it's not working, stop doing it. That, I mean, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? Do you, do you and ever don't find be hard you? on your yes, yes. And don't yeah. be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself because you you didn't finish this project or, or or whatever it is that you you know give yourself that permission to stop working on it. If it's not mm-hmm. flowing, it's not flowing, and it's just not meant to come to surface right now. Well, and especially I think when it comes to projects, self-employment, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature, and, and when it comes to life in general, when it comes to maybe, um, you know, redoing something in your house or trying to take a certain vacation, if you keep running into a lot, a lot of blocks and just everything just keeps falling apart, either your mindset and your energy is not into it and, and therefore it's causing you issues or it's just not meant to come to fruition at that point in time. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that it might not be later, 
it means just put it to the side for now. Shift your focus off of it. You know, where's your focus? Shift it off of there. When things are just consistently not working, there's a reason, and, and you have to pull your energy back because it's weird. The more you force your energy into something like that, the more frustrated you get, the more jumbled it seems, the more the outcome still won't work right. Just things aren't working at that time. So if it's not working, stop doing it. And one of the last things that I go gauge is um, with the keep it simple theme is how do I feel? You know, how if, I, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling like, I just can't do everything. If I'm feeling frustrated, I know that I have to go right away to keep it simple um, and that I have to go right back to square one and priority matters and nothing else does. That's it. I mean, just that's it. Everything else falls to the wayside for me because frustration and all of those energetic things, it just it's not good to move forward with that type of energy, with that type of mindset, with that type of energy. Because the outcome then becomes built on frustration, stress, and all of those things. So it most likely will produce an outcome that you're not excited or happy about. So what, if I'm feeling good, so on the flip side of that, it just like um, as I put that one book aside, realized first I, the editing thing happened and I allowed that to go off my plate to somebody else. Oh, that felt good. Started working on this book that I wasn't enjoying, put that to the side because I realized it was making me frustrated. That wasn't working, so I stopped it, put that to the side. Started working on a new book that I really am loving right now. Oh, that feels nice. Okay, so I'm going to keep moving forward with this. This is where my focus is. This is income producing. This is what I love to do, not stressing out over the details. Can't hire someone else to do this because this is all me. It's in my my mind. So everything begins to flow. It all naturally flows forward. It naturally just produces itself almost right into your lap. I mean, I will this will potentially be one of the fastest books I've written all year. And it's gonna be really fun and good and, and it's gonna be helpful for many people. And so had I not realized these things and, and hired someone to do that and put what wasn't working aside, I'd still be frustrated and my blood pressure would be up today. I would still be irritated. And, and, and so you need to gauge how do you feel. Are you feeling good? Awesome. Keep doing that. Are you not feeling good? Figure out why. Like move. Does that make sense? Do you ever do that? Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. You got to check in with yourself, and it's that going back to the if it's not working, stop, stop right. with whatever is not working for you. Yeah, yeah. And that really, the, another thing with that is it also taps into your intuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, timing is everything. Your intuition is your internal guidance system. All of these things are tied into bringing the best possible outcome for you in your life and where you want to be. It's not tied to somebody else's journey. It's not tied to somebody else's dream. It's tied to your own personal journey, your own personal dream. Your intuition is guidance. It's it's there for a reason. So your feelings and emotions are tied into your spiritual body. And your spiritual body is that guidance system to moving you towards whatever it is that you wish to bring into your life. And I think that people are under the impression that 
if they follow their intuition or something, something may happen that somebody else wishes to happen. Well, that's not how that works. It's not tied into their intuition. It's tied into your intuition. It's not tied into their wants and needs and their spiritual body. It's tied directly into your personal little unit there. And so you move forward in, an, in, in a more amazing way than you probably ever could have imagined that when you allow that to come through, when you allow your, your thoughts to engage how you're feeling and you only move forward with the, the, the things that make you feel joyful, when you move forward towards the things that make you feel good, that's how your intuition works. Your intuition and your emotions, your emotions really gauge your intuition. So if you're not feeling good about something, it's a lot of times because your intuition's going, this isn't right, the timing's bad, this isn't working, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're, this, you're being a dead horse here, um, this is not time well spent. So it's really important for you to listen to your feelings as far as that goes because you're prolonging a, a, a potentially wonderful outcome it, it, when you tap in and, and learn more. And the more that you listen and really um, pay attention to how you're feeling about a subject or a relationship or an event or a project that you're doing, the more that you really tap into that, the more that you'll get, get pictures and things will come to mind that you, you maybe hadn't thought of or you'll run into somebody that really can help you with that project or things will just universally show up to allow yeah. you to move forward in this really powerful, amazing way, and you'll be like, wow, how did that happen? And what a coincidence that this happened. It's not coincidence. It's all this universal dance, and it's amazingly choreographed when you allow it to be. But the choreograph feels good. It doesn't feel stressful. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel frustrating. That's all mindset. That's all perspective. That's not universal energy. The choreograph feels good. And so that's why you want to move towards that direction. So it's really, really important. And when the choreograph feels good, again, the things that you desire come in, love, money, all of those things that flows into that area. It's very attractive into that area. So don't repel those things by by forcing your mind to, to be in a certain mindset. Don't do that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for anybody probably isn't working for most people around you, but yet you tend to follow in those footsteps because for some reason we think that's what we're supposed to do. So anyhow, I think that we've covered most everything. Do you have anything to add to that? You know, I wanted to add um, a tip that I heard from a friend of mine. Sarita Maven has said to me the other day that sometimes when, you know, late at night and, and she goes to bed and something jogs her her memory of, oh, I need to do something. She said she'll, she has a little notepad, and she'll just write it mm-hmm. down real quick, release it, let it go, back to sleep, which is so, right. it's so dang simple, but it's so brilliant right. because I, I know for me, I'll just sit there and go, oh, and then I just, you know, I'll sit with it or let it go or you're afraid you're going to forget it in the morning, but if you just shut it down, you let it go, you're done. It clears your mind. Right, right, right. For, for and that's our yeah, that's a really, really good point, and that is another good thing to do as well. So the main thing is you you need to do a lot of these things or whatever you can do to keep it simple. When you keep it simple, you'll move forward in a different way. The, the other thing I wanted to wrap up with because we're at the end of the show is um, I have my one of my newer books, Intuition and Psychic Ability or Spiritual GPS, the author edition which is the way I originally intended the book to be, but some of the beta readers didn't love that energy vampires were attached to the end of this book. 
Um, that is what that is. Is it's my um, intuition and psychic ability book with energy vampires together as one unit. It's free today. It's free to, through tomorrow. So if you go on Amazon.com in the Kindle portion and you click Jennifer O'Neill, you can find my author page from there, or you can go to HawaiiHealings.com and you can click on the little book. And anyways, it will be free uh, today and tomorrow. I think through tomorrow. And so go ahead and download that if you don't have the Kindle then. There's plenty of apps online that you can download for free. It's also amazing, and you probably want to do that because I have more books coming out on Kindle that I think will be very helpful and that you will enjoy. And so it's also if you want to have a reading or um, want to contact me by email, you definitely want to go to the hawaiihealing.com website. Join us on Facebook and Twitter as we do talk to you, even though I am on there only once a day. I do um, comment back with my people. And Debbie, you want to give them your information you can reach me on my new website at debbiefriedrich.com and it's f-r-i-e-d-r-i-c-h and we've just combined everything that i'm doing right there i'm the bloomies are there the art is there as well as i will be doing one-on-one intuitive consultations and the workshops that i hold the joyful workshops will also be there so that's really exciting. That's and that's yeah. that's great that we had that that two weeks off because that's what I've been working toward. And um, so that's that checking out all, all our keep it simple checklist that feels great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sometimes we need a vacation. It's hard to take a vacation when you're on radio all the time. But anyhow. <laughs> so and next time we'll have to try to do an um, audio one. But yes. So we should be back here again next Wednesday for everybody who has been asking, where are you on Wednesday? We will be back again next Wednesday. I do not foresee another vacation anytime in the near future. So join us on the Jennifer O'Neill Show next Wednesday at, um, well, we should be 2 p.m. Hawaii time. So I think Mm -hmm. that that is 5 5 p.m. Pacific, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening and join us next time. On the Jennifer O'Neill Show. All right. Aloha, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Take care.